discussions of Simpsons episodes that deal with the summertime. And I think this might be the last one for a while. And it's a great one! Episode number 60, Camp Krusty, written by David M. Stern, although it was also very heavily room-written from what I understand and directed by Mark Kirkland, and, from what I understand, very heavily uh, directed by many, many different people, more than usual. This was the premiere, the season premiere of season four, which many people believe to be the best season in Simpsons history. I don't think I do, um, but I see what they're getting at. It was where the show really seemed to hit its stride with rapid fire jokes and packing as much action and as much humor as possible into a half hour show. Hail to the Camp Krusty by the shores of Big Snake Lake is how the Camp Krusty alma mater song begins. Uh, and it goes on and on and on, ending with uh, copyright Krusty the Clown Incorporated, all rights reserved. <laughs> they actually have to sing that. Um... And the montage of horrible things happening to the kids at the terrible Camp Krusty um, while they sing the camp song uh, is an example of one of the devices used to stretch out the time uh, that this episode needed in order to fulfill, you know, its time requirement to be in the time slot. Uh, and I think that's interesting for a show that is, you know, that filled with drama um, that when it first was written, it was very, very short. And so they had to vamp a lot. Um, and you don't think of it as such a short show. I mean, you have the intervention of Krusty at 
the very end, you know, when it's finally brought to his attention that the camp counselors are corrupt and torturing the kids. Um, and Krusty's final bringing of the kids to Tijuana to make it up to them. Um, the whole business of Krusty at Wimbledon, very funny. He even interacts with the queen a couple of times. Um, and there's the whole sort of mini B story of Homer and Marge reconnecting and uh, discovering a great sweet spot in their marriage because Bart and Lisa are away, you know, doing things like doing yoga and Homer sneaks up on Marge in the shower and stuff. There's the great uh, school being let out sequence in the beginning. And then, of course, there's everything, most of it horrible, that happens at Camp Krusty itself. I guess I already just did so, but let me quickly recap the plot of Camp Krusty. Uh, Springfield Elementary lets out for the summer. Bart is very worried that he doesn't have good enough grades to go to Camp Krusty because he was told that if he didn't get at least a C average, he couldn't go. And he even has a dream about it um, that opens the episode. Um, Homer lets him go even though he has a D average <laughs> because he doesn't want Bart hanging around all summer. Bart and Lisa both go to Camp Krusty, and very soon they realize that Krusty the Clown has nothing to do with it, and it is presided over by an evil number cruncher named Mr. Black and uh, three camp counselors who happen to be Jimbo, Dolphin, Kearney, the school bullies. Um, And they have to sleep in ramshackle cabins where they can see snakes and see their breath and sleep under army blankets. And um, the counselors make them sew black market Chanel wallets. They only get gruel to eat. And pretty much they have a horrible time. It has been said that uh, much of the camp stuff is based on the song Hello Mudda, Hello Fada by Alan Sherman, which I think is great. Um, meanwhile, Homer and Marge are having a ball, totally relaxed. Homer is losing weight and gaining hair. He actually gains one new strand of hair because he has so little stress in his life. Lisa tries to tell the family that things are not going well in a letter that she delivers in exchange for a bottle of whiskey, uh, French lieutenant's woman style. Doesn't work. Krusty is blissfully unaware of it. Uh, also 
blithely lending his name to shoddy merchandise like alarm clocks that burn you if you leave them plugged in, etc. And he goes on his vacation to Wimbledon. But eventually the news does uh, get wind of this corrupt camp and Kent, Kent Brockman comes on the scene. And this is after Bart has rallied everybody to overthrow Mr. Black and the bullies, including the people from the neighboring fat camp um, where Martin is enrolled. Not that he does that much good, but it's fun to see him in a different context. It's fat camp for daddy's chubby little secret. Um... <laughs> So there's been revolution. Uh, the camp turns into Lord of the Flies with the kids in charge and, you know, with savage-looking face paint and stuff on. And that is how Homer and Marge and Krusty all finally find out that this has happened. I love the Kent Brockman line. Ladies and gentlemen, I've been to Vietnam, Afghanistan, and Iraq, and I can honestly say that this is a million times worse than all three of them put together. <laughs> um, and Krusty is very contrite, and luckily, Bart gets to, you know, have conversation with him. Bart demands that he speak to Krusty, and that is the one demand that he has. Um, <laughs> and I don't know, you, you can't help but sort of feel bad for Krusty because he had no idea this was happening. Of course, he should have been more responsible and uh, taken more of the reins, you know, about these children that essentially are in his care. But when he's talking to Bart and uh, and Bart's saying things like, yeah, there was one kid that uh, that got eaten. <laughs> and he's like, oh, my God, that's terrible. Bart goes, well, actually, no, just his hat just got eaten. Was it a nice hat? Krusty says. Oh, yeah, says Bart. And then he's just as upset. Oh, boy. And the episode ends. Uh as I said before, with Krusty taking the kids in a bus to Tijuana and you just see little postcards, not animated, but just drawn, you know, still pictures of Bart and Lisa hovering over a drunk Krusty in the gutter of Tijuana. And the kids uh, going to a cockfight and, you know, fun stuff like that. I do like this episode. It is not one of my favorites. A lot of people really, really love it. I find it a little bit um, disjointed. I don't know. There's just something that you, you can tell that there are a little too many jokes wedged in there just for the sake of being jokes and not to serve the story. 
I guess maybe that's just my opinion. And like the animation and the, the design of things and people in a few places is wonky. Uh, I believe this was actually the last show that was done at Klasky Chupo. Um, I think I remember hearing a story that Mark Kirkland and David Silverman were the two last employees there. And at the end of one day, they made, they drew all of those postcards that are seen at the end. There's a very weird looking Ralph Wiggum at one point. Uh, when Lisa is throwing the packages back to everybody. Of course, he's supposed to look disheveled and his hair too long, so maybe that accounts for some of it. I know I said before when I did I Love Lisa that that was the first um, introduction of Ralph as being Chief Wiggum's son, but I think maybe this was it instead, this being the first one in this season and he was already called Wiggum though I don't think he was stupid yet I think he didn't really have a personality I have to say though as much as I have slight problems with Camp Krusty I love the beginning of it I love when It's about to be summertime and they're waiting for school to be let out and Bart has that great dream where uh, everyone is allowed to take their implements of destruction and just tear apart the school. <laughs> um, but then when the real thing happens, it's not much different, which I think is amazing. We see something similar happen. No destruction, really, but um, at the beginning of Summer of Four Foot Two, which I talked about a couple weeks ago. I guess I just still, even though I don't go to school anymore, feel so um, vicariously happy for everybody who, get, who lets out of school, who gets out of school, I should say. Uh... And I think my favorite moment in the entire episode is when the kids are running out and the teacher stands on the threshold of the school with the history book. And he says, wait, kids, I never told you how World War II ended. They all turn around and he goes, we won! <laughs> like, with his fist in the air and they're all like, yeah! <laughs> and the school bell is ringing and... That is my favorite part. Anyway, this has been Simpsons Time. Thank you for listening. And thank you for listening to Simpsons Time through the Debigulator. My name's Amanda Nazario. Always, always very delighted to bring you this podcast each week. Hope you enjoy it. Uh, please, yeah, feel free to tell your friends about it. 
feel free to correspond with me. Feel free to lodge comments and compliments and complaints on the Accu playlist for the show, if you feel like doing that. All of these podcast episodes, along with uh, some key screen grabs and memes that I like, are archived, uh, and you can look at those archives by going to wfmu.org slash playlists slash sy. And that is all I will say this time. Thank you again for listening, and I'll talk to you next week.